0: Tools of the Technocracy Number 7. Smart Cities What is a smart city? Just like the smart in smart devices is really just code for surveillance, a smart city is really just a surveillance and control city. In essence, the smart city is the ultimate application of all the tools of the technocracy against its captives. Even the tone of their marketing gives off how much disdain they have for human beings. ICNI bulletins outlines the primary attributes of a smart city. Attributes of a future smart city. It must be a planned community laid out for high efficiency and short transit times. Practically everything one would need would be within walking distance of one's apartment. For many workers, telecommuting via the metaverse would replace physical communities. One's home would also be one's workplace therefore office space would be replaced with residential space and practically everything along one's commute convenience stores clothing shops laundromats coffee houses restaurants etc would be eliminated physical services and many commercial areas would largely be replaced with on-demand and delivery services including robo delivery by drones and other unmanned vehicles Everything would be tightly regulated with people's utilization of services, consumptions of goods, criminal activity, and other behaviors monitored by constant all-encompassing surveillance. This same surveillance system would be used to automatically dispatch emergency services as required by detecting ongoing crimes, medical emergencies, and fires using all manner of networked sensors networked sensors would also be used to determine electricity and natural gas usage among other metrics of consumption and waste so in short they're called smart cities because if they were called open-air prisons you might not want to live there why one of the most underestimated factors of the technocracy is the massive arms race between the people and the technocrats If people understood how essential the liberty they have left to their survival is, they would have guarded it much more carefully during the COVID crisis. Data alone isn't that valuable. It's the ability to leverage it for power and control that has fueled the constant eradication of privacy in people's lives. In many ways, people chose to trade their privacy for convenience, but there are powerful incentives tipping the scales. Smart cities are marketed as if they are for the convenience of its residents, but this couldn't be further from the truth. Smart cities are built for efficiently monitoring and controlling all aspects of people's lives. There are massive challenges in trying to monitor and control every minute detail in life. There are only two ways to solve that problem. One, build up more computing power, storage, and bandwidth, incurring greater energy, resource, and management costs. Or two, simplify the problem by limiting people's freedom. There are limits to how far you can go with number one. Management of more and more complexity can become an impossibility. Energy is also likely to be highly constrained for the near future. You only need a convenient pretext to get the public under your control to go along with number two. What does number two look like in practice if you don't have the computation to store and calculate everyone attending social events visiting family and otherwise moving about just stop them from moving around can't easily build the infrastructure to listen to everyone everywhere all the time simply force them onto digital platforms you control. Don't want things like human understanding, mercy, or charity dulling your harsh enforcement mechanisms? Simply use machines to carry out the orders. Tired of administrators being held accountable for decisions that impact people? Deflect to the automatic system and claim it is for the greater good. There are all kinds of optimizations one can do when you decide to grab complete top-down control and develop robust mechanisms to silence and discredit any dissent. This is why smart cities will resemble all the worst aspects of company towns. It has already started. Noah was a conspiracy theorist when it started to rain. Dr. Zev Zelenko. An easy mistake to make when thinking about the tools of the technocracy is to only recognize them in their most extreme and visible forms. Systems are gradually introduced and built on to construct what could have been seen as impossible. While someday you may see drones enforcing edicts on street corners, it is a mistake to think that just because there aren't outright visible features that the system isn't already being built. For cryptocurrency, the 2010s were a decade of optimism and hope. The 2020s are where we get to see the real double-edged aspect of these systems. Blockchain technology is efficient at administration and storing information. As you can see, helium is being used to roll out IoT infrastructure. There are many good uses for such a project. Sadly, in our troubled times, no tool is above political interference. There is a storm of attacks on anything resembling independent, censorship-resistant communication or financial networks, even if they aren't as secure as they seem. It is important not to become overconfident or have too much faith in an individual product. Digital ID. As far as a smart city is concerned, you aren't human. You don't have rights. You can't own property. Your activities aren't limited in terms of money, but rather permission. All your activities are constantly monitored and the system has the capability to intervene at any time. To the smart city administration, you happen to be an animal that carries around a tool that represents you in the system. If carrying the tool is too burdensome, it can be implanted. Yes, the smartphone works as a digital ID. Your phone number or IMEI is enough to uniquely identify you in all kinds of situations. Solutions, boycott digital ID. Reducing your dependence on surveillance devices is important. It is equally important to prevent people from being forced into using them. The more people are locked into these systems, the less they are able to accept your refusal to participate. In any and all circumstances, it is best to refuse to divulge personally identifying information, especially with institutions and services you don't trust. This includes, but is not limited to, your full name, location data, and your home address, phone number, email address, credit card details, and your government ID. Vitally important is to support the great local organizations working to protect freedoms in your area. The Take Action Crowdfund is a fantastic resource for finding initiatives to support. Get involved. By May 2020, Sidewalk had pulled the plug citing the unprecedented economic uncertainty brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic. But that economic uncertainty came at the tail end of years of public controversy over its $900 million vision for a data-rich city within the city. It's hardly unusual for citizens to get up in arms about new development, and utopias fail for all sorts of reasons, but the opposition to Sidewalk's vision for Toronto wasn't just about things like architectural preservation or the height, density, and style of the proposed buildings, the usual fodder for public outcry, The project's tech-first approach antagonized many. Its seeming lack of seriousness about the privacy concerns of Torontonians was likely the main cause of its demise. Almost everything that the technocrats want to force on people are impossible without the compliance of the public. Do not fall for the trap of believing these changes are inevitable. We can all work to shape the world we want, and the most important thing is getting connected and engaged in your community. It is important to build and maintain systems and infrastructure that strengthens communities. Work to prevent an all-digital financial system. Catherine Austin Fitz at Solari.com and Children's Health Defense have a fantastic series, Financial Rebellion, that regularly discusses strategies to prevent total top-down control of the financial system. One of these strategies is cash every day. Independent, long-range communications. Establishing off-grid communication networks to bypass censorship will be a dire necessity once the capability exists to completely segregate locations from the internet. As technology improves, so does the ability to counteract censorship.